Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. So I have the great privilege today to invite you to a mating ritual that is happening in my very own garden. I'm stood here on the deck and there's this uh, huge uh, male fallow deer, I suppose you call it a stag in English. And um, He's trying to charm the ladies. But he's not being successful. Yet. So today, we're going to be exploring how tyranny collapses. And I love that I get to do that (laughs) with, with this as the backdrop. I'm probably going to go somewhere else so you can actually hear me properly. I don't think these deer care much for this topic. But you do. And um, we're going to be heading into the territory of archetypes again in a very explicit way. Seeing how there are stages to how tyranny collapses. And how it seems like the first stage is close to collapsing. Yeah, he got quiet, so I think it's time for us to dive in. So as we dive into this topic on how tyranny collapses, I have changed my location. So I'm now actually looking at the sunset here, facing west. The sun is straight in my face, it's a beautiful day, and it's only quarter past three in Sweden. I'm Norwegian. I didn't even think of the uh, sunset time being so different because Norway is further west in the time zone because we are the same time zone. But after I have relocated to Sweden, I obviously I came to realize that, yeah, it's a lot less daylight here. So in the beginning of November, I'm literally watching the sunset at quarter past three. Don't know how I feel about that, but uh, that's just reality. And um, I'm quite excited. I'm quite excited. It's been a couple of pretty awesome days because there is a force of revelation that is just sweeping across the world right now. You may have felt it yourself. The level of truth that is just, just oozing out between the cracks is is quite astounding. Not only have we heard of the cruel animal experiments that have been conducted uh, with NIH money, so Anthony Fauci has been overseeing the 
torture of little beagle puppies being eaten alive by sandflies. He has uh, given funding to holes being drilled in the skulls of monkeys and acid being poured into those holes in order to just observe what happens. Literally zero application for human beings. It's just sort of Nazi concentration camp style experiments. For fun maybe, I don't know. But uh, that's come out. We now know through the BMJ that the um, vaccine development inside of Pfizer was uh, full of uh, violations of protocol, falsification of data, like everything has been wrong in terms of the development of this Pfizer vaccine. I wouldn't be much surprised if it's similar in the other companies, pharmaceutical companies as well. We also now know that Pfizer, I mean, they do seem to be very tyrannical, these people. They have a very strange contract with the world governments where the governments, in order to buy vaccines from Pfizer, they need to be quiet. They cannot say anything. Basically, Pfizer reserves all rights to muzzle the governments. And if the governments speak in, um, in spite of this, there is a contract that specifies that contract violations may lead Pfizer to confiscate various national assets such as airline companies and oil companies. Now this particular revelation came through a show called Gravitas on an Indian network. I believe they're called Waya or something like that. India seems to be quite independent in the world right now. They seem to be some sort of vestige of critical thinking and uh, they have been yeah, pursuing various forms of malfeasance within their country. They have uh, sued one of their own WHO uh, representatives, for instance, and so they're on it in India. And now this news show have, has just exposed that Pfizer basically is controlling our governments. And at the same time, we realize through the brave work of people in the European Parliament, which is, you know, part of the European Union, that they didn't get any information about the contracts that were um, were going to be introduced in all of the respective governments. And once they started hounding Pfizer or whatever other people for some information, they received the contract and like 80% of it was redacted, it was just black. And so Pfizer sends the European friggin' parliament, high-level politicians, they send them a bunch of white printed paper with just a lot of black ink on it. No words, just black ink. This is the contract. We now know this. This is the kind of revelations that are coming out. We also now, unfortunately, I have to say, it's, 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 it's heavy on my heart, uh, but a lot of children are dying as we speak. The authorities around the world have basically given the go-ahead for vaccination for younger and younger children. I think it's just happened in the United States now that it's been passed for children as young as five years old. Their reasoning was that, well, we do not know how the vaccine is going to work for kids, so it's better that we just start trying. Which is basically, well, if you, if you read me here, it means that the children of the world are at the very least of the United States and any other country that similarly vaccinates their kids, the children are now basically guinea pigs for a novel treatment 
that has now started to increase child mortality rates like you've never seen before. Governments are now printing campaigns, normalizing heart attacks and heart problems for children. And you can see these kinds of posters on buses and city walls around the world. That, yeah, be, watch out for your kid. They, they may get a heart attack. This is not normal. This is not normal health conditions for children. But now our governments are trying to normalize heart attacks for your five-year-old. This is fucking psychopathic behavior. And it's coming out. This is why I can even speak about it. I'm not speculating with you here. I'm telling you the objective goddamn truth. And so this is why on the one hand I feel very, you know, heavy hearted because there's a tragedy that is now being unleashed upon humanity of epic proportions. But on the other hand, this shit is coming out. It's coming out. And if you've been listening to me for a while, uh, you, you may know that I, um, I saw this, this bird back in uh, early uh, 2021. I think it was February or something. And for some reason, I just seemed to have a, a shamanistic attunement to nature. And I saw this bird and it started cawing. And I, I just stepped into a trance. And I had this feeling that this, this fall, this winter is going to be very dark. And, and where I'm stood now, watching this beautiful sunset, I can say that there's a lot of stuff in the world now that is fucking horrendously dark. Like all of these kids that are going to be wiped out over the next months and years, it's just, it's just a fucking tragedy. But at the same time, I hadn't expected this kind of light that we're seeing. So... What am I seeing? And what are you seeing? Maybe you're watching the same thing. I've, I see a lot of people online, on Facebook and other media, they are talking about a sense of accelerated revelation. And it is what is occurring. It is what is occurring. Um, what is happening is that the first stage of the fall of tyranny is well underway. So a tyrant is a corruption of the, the sovereign archetype, the king or the queen. And in tyranny, you kind of just exile the lover. Everything is supposed to be ugly. People cannot have any kind of beauty or nourishment for their heart and soul. Because the moment they get that, they start becoming stronger. And then they're not so easy to control. So the lover archetype is just completely exiled from society under tyranny. So you can see how like old beauty has left art and and well if you watch Dune recently you see that there's still hope because that is one beautiful movie in an ocean of woke nonsense. But in in tyranny you will see that there will be an attack on beauty. But there will also be um, a reign of terror wielded by the right and the left hand of the tyrant uh, respectively that would be the magicians and the warriors you can think of the magicians as the priest class perhaps but you can also think of the magicians as the propagandists the the spin doctors the people that are trying to pollute your mind and soul your psyche into believing everything that the tyrant peddles this is the first line of defense for tyranny that's narrative Narrative is the first weapon for a tyrant. 
It's the first line of defense. It's the first weapon. And so as long as the tyrant wields the narrative, he doesn't need to give the marching orders to his warriors because his magicians, his priest class, his propagandists, they are literally warping reality so that the citizens of the, the tyrant kingdom, they are loyal subjects to the tyrant overlord because they don't actually know what's going on. They cannot see the truth. They cannot see the truth. And this is the work of the magician. Right now, a couple, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, there was a gubernatorial election in Virginia and the Republicans won, Youngkin won over uh, an older Democrat candidate called McAuliffe. And you know that by now, even though I'm pretty liberal at heart, I have identified the Democratic Party as the main vessel for tyranny in the United States right now. And I was watching the reports on this election, the kinds of sick and twisted stunts the Democrats were trying to pull. One of the things they were trying to pull in order to wield narrative, but they were dumb as hell, you know, so they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, they they try to link uh, Youngkin with Trump because they just assume that everyone hates Trump. And so they actually printed out all of these flyers and posters that were paid for by the McAuliffe campaign. And they just plastered them all over the place, sending them to independents, saying that Donald Trump endorses Youngkin. Because they thought that that was going to make Youngkin uh, lose. So that was their shady game. They were wielding the narrative that Youngkin was some sort of domestic terrorist, white supremacist. It failed. He still won. They also tried to send their uh, political activists to Yunkin rallies, had them posture as white supremacists. They were carrying these torches like in Charlottesville. So they were imitating being right-wing extremists. And they were stood there, you know, they were demonstrating like white supremacy. And then the media came and covered it. And, and now you have this story that there's a white supremacist presence on Yunkin's rallies. They were Democrat activists. This stuff is coming out. Now, tyranny is flexible. It doesn't care about politics. It just chooses the path of least resistance. And so while tyranny has been more easily wielded through the political right in the past, currently it's more easily wielded through the political left. And that's why you see what you're seeing. This is a sign what happened in Virginia, that people no longer believe the lie. Mainstream media is the magician class serving the totalitarian takeover of the society. And that narrative is now collapsing. It is demonstrably collapsing all around us and it will keep collapsing. This means, in my world, in my perception, that the first outer layer of the power structures of the tyrant is falling. Much like in Seeds of Sanctuary, if you have experienced that, you have an energy dome outside of the warriors that stand inside of that energy dome. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. But that's basically what I'm talking about here. And so after the break, I'm going to be talking about the second stage of the collapse of tyranny and how things may, even though there's a lot of brightness right now, may get darker still. Okay, talk to you after the break.
After our Seeds of Sanctuary ceremony on August the 22nd, our new community platform Sanctuary is officially open. Sanctuary is a place free from big tech censorship and all kinds of woke bullshit and toxic narratives. This is a place where like-minded souls from the whole world, men and women both, gather to have deep inquiries into cutting-edge topics and to get support to rise in life in this difficult time. So join us here if you want access to free group coaching once per month, paid memberships, powerful rituals and great community. Register to Sanctuary now on innerthrone.com sanctuary. Welcome. Welcome back. I'm stood here watching as the sun is disappearing over the horizon. The water is beautiful and calm down below. And in part one, we explored the first stage of the fall of tyranny. It's the loss of narrative. It's when the priest class, the propagandists, all permutations of the magician archetype, they are losing the grip. And so they can no longer serve the shady purpose of the tyrant anymore. They are unable to pacify and oppress the population with lies. That is the first stage of the fall. So imagine then, if you can try the horrific experiment for a moment of having empathy with a dictator, of moving into the mind and heart of a tyrant. What would you do if you had lost the narrative and the people in your kingdom your country no longer believed a word you're saying. What would you do? You would call on your army and you would force your version of reality at gunpoint. This is the second stage. When tyranny loses narrative, violence ensues. And so what we will probably watch over the next months and maybe maybe more than a year. I think that there will be a massive, massive shift in 2023 personally, but I don't know that for sure. What we will probably see is more and more people waking up to the web of lies that have been peddled for years now and particularly surrounding the pandemic narrative. The pandemic narrative is one big fat lie. It is pure horseshit. And as you're starting to realize that, and as more and more people are starting to realize that, somewhere along the way, it's very unlikely that there won't be some kind of bloodshed from authorities. That they will try to wrestle back control using force. So that's the second stage of the fall of tyranny. Now they're fully exposed, they're fully out in the open, and nobody can deny anymore what's going on. The way that I imagine this playing out is that the, um, the forces of tyranny that have been rising in the West for a long time now, it seems to be somehow centered around the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset Plan, they will start to be infighting among these people. This is what could turn the tides in a way 
such that there won't be bloodshed. But we're looking now at a, a gradual continuation of the, um, the first stage of the fall of tyranny. And then at some stage, the likely continuation of the second stage. So in the United States, it appears that people have been, oh, there's these beautiful geese hovering over the, over the water here. Um, that the, the powers that be have tried to trigger a civil war for a long time. Nobody wants a civil war. Nobody wants, well, nobody's saying wants suffering. But there has been, through the political theater, through creating division between the left and the right politically, civil war, the seeds of civil war have been sown for the last many years. So if the elites lose the narrative, they may lose their civil war. And that's a real problem for them. Which is why, right now, the most important thing we can do as pretty normal people is to unite across polarities. Because the more we unite, the more we're going to force infighting among the forces of tyranny. The more unity we have, the more discord they have. And this is probably the only chance that we will have as a civilization of overcoming or bypassing the violent stage two and, and, and see this, uh, this whole machine collapse in front of our eyes without significant bloodshed. This is what we can do. So don't allow the deceitful narrative that has been peddled by the mainstream media for so long bewilder and confuse and distract you no more. It's time to find your center now. It's time to be brave. It is time to stand up and speak the fucking truth. To reach out across polarities, to stand for the children, to protect the innocent. Children will die in their thousands, if not their millions now, as a result of this vaccine. You have to do something. If you're a father or a mother, you have to do something. Don't inject this shit into them. It seems to have much stronger adverse reactions for children because children are demonstrably dying. It is visible on death records for the various countries around the world as we speak. So be brave now. This is a time of initiation. Make no mistake. There is no way for your soul to be fully satisfied at the end of this without you being brave, standing up and doing the right thing. If you don't do it at this point, how will you live with yourself? I mean it. Wake up. Unite across the polarity and let's continue to watch stage one and stage two of the fall of tyranny across the world. Trust yourself at this point and in the revelation of the lies and we'll get through this just fine. So thank you for listening and it's time to wrap this up. I'm still here looking at the stag. I don't know if he's sexually frustrated or if he's just expressing himself but he sure is making a lot of noise. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is a beautiful day here. And um, yeah, I'm going to go away this weekend for ceremony. 
for the first time in in a long time. I haven't been drawn to ceremony for a long time, but it's time to uh, open up the doors of perception and see what is awaiting there yet again. And um, maybe I'll have some stories to share about that in the future. For now, I am signing off and so is this big stag who still hasn't got any action. Have a great weekend and I will speak with you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide. It's a little epilogue here. By now it's hours later. It is dark. And I don't think he's had any action yet. Michelle and myself were feeling sorry for him. <laughs> putting his best game on for hours on end and not getting any action. I hope you're getting some better action than this guy this weekend. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week.